All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Playlist with People. This is Ruben, as always. And uh, today I'm here with a good friend of mine. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, known him for a long time. He's super involved in the music scene here. I'm here with Mitch Hosier today. What up? What up, Mitch? How are you, man? Dude, I'm good. I'm tired. It's been a long week. <laughs> but I'm stoked, dude. I'm really excited to be on this. Man, I'm excited to have you on. You were definitely one of the people I had in mind when I first... Uh, conceptualize this whole thing man because we talk about music a lot and yeah. i know that you're someone that i i discuss music with a lot yeah definitely man i am um, and we're gonna you know talk obviously um you've got a musical project out if you want to tell people about that right now you can discuss that yeah it's like my quarantine project it's called tech tight um it's like a synthwave outrun kind of thing 80s synthy music you know um, and it's just been like my little solo thing that I've been doing, you know, I've always kind of just played drums for bands and stuff. And this seemed like a, it'd be a fun little project and it's kind of turning into, you know, a fun thing to do, you know, it's just kind of satisfying to be able to do everything on my own. Yeah. It was exciting to hear it when I heard it. I was like, well, this is cool because I have always known you as being like in like heavier bands or punk bands. Right. I've known you, you know, from American standards and from, uh, you know, black thoughts back in the day and yeah. at my mercy. And like, this is something new. It's like new territory for you. Like, how does it feel to be in a whole new, like basically category of music? I like it, man. That's like, like I said, it's, it's really satisfying to kind of do a completely new thing. You know, like, I, like you said, I'm so used to playing drums in a metal band or punk band which is i love it obviously it's what i love to do but it's kind of cool to get out of my comfort zone especially doing vocals that's the thing like i've always been terrified i always thought my voice sounded horrible and i i always will just because i'm so <laughs> you know i'm such a self-critic but um it's it's really been a, a cool experience for myself to be able to like sing and mess with doing different vocal parts and playing synth and doing random stuff like that it was cool, man. And it sounds it sounds great, and your voice sounds good. And I, I was loving the songs. I was listening to them earlier today, even. Thanks, um, the new song just came out actually today. You have a new song out. Yeah, yeah, backwards. It's uh, I've been working on that one forever. I was trying to do like one song a month when this was all going on, and then I realized I was kind of like putting too much pressure on myself for no reason. You know, like give yourself some sort of deadline. Yeah. Yeah, like I have absolutely no reason to give myself a deadline. So <laughs> this one I've been working on for a couple months and finally uh, got around to releasing it. I'm stoked. It's my favorite one I've done so far. It's good, man. Um, what uh, like what got you into this? Like, what made you decide that you wanted to do this genre? Like, was it just? It's kind of so. Okay, so did you ever play um, Hotline Miami? No. Okay, so it's like this indie game that came out years ago. I don't even remember what year it came out. Yeah, you know, at least five or six years ago. Um, and it's like a top down shooter, super colorful, like super violent, kind of looks like the old GTA games almost, but like on acid, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but the soundtrack was full of a lot of like synthwave outrun kind of style songs. And I'd never really heard that kind of music. And I immediately just fell in love with it. There's a guy, um, his name's Perturbator. His song on the first game is basically what started my whole love affair with, with synthwave music. Um, and then, you know, I, I just always messed around making like beats, doing like rap beats and random stuff on my computer. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to try to make a song kind of like Perturbator. And then um, I don't know if you ever heard that one. I put it on, I just put it on Bandcamp randomly one day. Um, it's called Mai Tai. It's just like a heavy synthy kind of song. And then since then I was like, you know, I want to do something with vocals, something a little more melodic. So that's kind of what it ended up turning into. I do remember the game now that you're, that you brought it up. It's like the one where you have to like, is there like hostages and stuff? And it's like, Something like that where you run into this room, you ran into this room and you had to like kill these guys in like five yeah. seconds before they killed you and it was like super hard. 
yeah, super, super fast pace. And like, yeah, like the second you walk through a corner, somebody's going to kill you. So everything's going crazy. Everything's flashing with like purple and blue and green, pink lights. And then there's like loud synth music playing. Like, dude, it's, it's the perfect game. <laughs> yeah. I love that like Art Deco Miami, like art style of like. Yeah, dude, exactly. I love that style, man. It's such a cool kind of unique, you know, it's that, that vintage 80, late 80s, early 90s kind of, you know, color palette, but they managed to kind of make it a little more modern too, which is fun. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good genre of music, man. And it's something that, um, yeah, I think it's, as I was digging into it for this podcast, I was like realizing how wide and how broad of a topic it really is and how oh, it's, yeah. it's intense and it just seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, it's cool. I was just thinking about the other day too. Like um, I always think about the tour that we went on with uh, at my mercy. <laughs> it's one of the good <laughs> memories I have with you. Oh man, that was such a blast. That was seriously probably one of the best tours I've ever been on, even yeah. though it was pretty short. I always think about it and it's just fun because like, yeah, so the, the Mitch was playing drums for the band at my mercy, like a Phoenix band as well. And um, I went on a tour. I was like, just like driving and like selling merch, but I got to be on that tour. It was fun. And like, it's just something about like, just get as a music fan, just like getting to go on a tour is something that anyone that's a music fan always wants to do. Right. So like immediately gave me the sense of like, oh, I've been on the road. I've, you know, <laughs> I was like <laughs> yeah, giving other people advice. <laughs> yeah, I'm a road dog. I'm tried and true. Like, yeah, no, that's cool. dude. I mean, after like one like that, you really kind of are. That's the thing. Like, I mean, it was, you know, what was it like a week and a half, two weeks? It wasn't like super long by any means, mm -hmm. but like you kind of get to see, especially because we were, you know, I mean, compared to some stuff I have done, like we, ha it wasn't totally slumming it, but we were, you know, like we we're kind of sharing beds and doing whatever we had to do, you know, and sleeping in the van doing whatever and uh so it's kind of cool to get to experience that especially like you said you're not somebody who does that all the time and you kind of see music from the outside for the most part so i, I was really stoked to bring you on with that because like i know how much you like music and it, i like that you got to kind of see the little bit of the behind the scenes and yeah, it was just fun dude it, it was, was just so such a fun, fun. tour yeah, it, was a, it was a blast man i just think about it sometimes yeah i think mean, we kind of did like we stayed in hotels and like we were able to like eat eat decently like Mm -hmm. I can I can imagine like shout out to all the bands that are just like really really like just making ends meet and like sleeping in the van every night. Yeah, dude. Basically every other tour I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which has got to be fun in its own way. I feel like too. You know, yeah. there's as at least like while it's happening, you're probably miserable, but then it's just such good nostalgia. That's yeah. That's exactly how I describe it, dude. It's like touring is the worst fun thing you'll ever do because <laughs> you're miserable in the middle of it. Cause you're getting, especially dude, I, uh, with at my mercy, I typically do most of the driving. So I'm getting like three hours of sleep. And this last tour we did, that was like a month long. I was like, I had just started talking to Amanda. So I was like up late to like three in the morning talking to Amanda. And then we leave at six in the morning and drive for eight hours. And then I'd play a show repeat. And so like by the end of it, I lost you know 15 pounds and i'm already skinny and like it dude it was it was brutal but then you look back you're like man that was such a good time yeah do you ever like see like like um like with tech tight do you see like live shows in the future like coming up or yeah dude i would absolutely love to because it's kind of I, I definitely wouldn't be playing drums that's like the first thing i said i was like i will not play drums <laughs> yeah, for once like, i'm not like, playing drums <laughs> because like in especially in arizona man there's like five drummers here so i end up being in like three or four bands at the same time because you know everybody's so desperate to find somebody mm -hmm. and uh, so i was like i'm done playing drums at least for this you know kind of specific project 
And so I want to play like keyboard or guitar or something. Cause I could, when I envision live shows, I envision it with like a full, like me and maybe like two or three other guys, like a bass player, a drummer, maybe a guitar player. And I play like guitar and synth, you know, and like kind of like a more like a front man kind of thing, since I'm going to be doing vocals and all that. And uh, it's just, it's really exciting because I'm so comfortable on stage, like behind the drums. Like I'm like, you know, thinking about what I'm going to eat after the show and stuff. But I know like when I get up there for the first time and I'm playing synth, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. And I love that idea. Something like new and new and challenging, like a new territory for you. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. You'll be able to just like, yeah, as being in bands for so long, I'm sure, like you said, you're playing the drums, but at the same time, you're kind of just like, it's another day in the office, but if yeah. You, if you get to be the front man, that's exciting. You can yeah, see yeah, like a, what is it called? Like a keytar? Like the. Oh dude, I know. I've thought about that. <laughs> I was like, cause like a couple of my songs have like a straight, just like synth solo in them. Like the new one has like, kind of like the first one has a synth solo but it's really simple and then the um that song's called plain sight and then this one backwards has like a pretty legit like eight bar synth solo in it i was like man just like get out just rip a quick synth solo go back to vocals i just picture it i'm like ah oh, that's that would be so sick and then like like with tech if like you could do such a cool like light show too oh that's i mean that's basically that's another reason that i love this genre is i feel like the like visual aesthetic behind it is so cool it's so bright and like well i mean you can kind of go different directions with it but for me like my color palette that i've kind of like decided on is like pink blue bright green bright red you know like i love that kind of like retro nine early 90s late 80s gross color palette yeah no that'd be rad i think it'd be really cool to see live and like i've never seen music like this live i've never seen i i mean i can't even think of anything close like um you know, I've seen like EDM and stuff, but, um, yeah. but like, this is a whole, it'd be cool to see this live. And I would love to, when the world goes back to normal, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Whenever touring happens again. Whenever touring, if it happens again, ever like, oh man, I know. Do a tech tight, uh, you know, virtual show, I guess for now. Yeah, dude, that's what I was thinking about. And it's funny. I was actually talking to Taylor and uh, I'm going to end up having him play bass. Nice. Um, Cause I love him as a bass player. I've loved being in a band with him. And that's the thing too, I've kind of learned, like you're saying, like, like touring a lot and stuff is like who you're in a band with is almost more important than like what you're doing. Oh, no doubt. Like, yeah. Because like, or what music you're playing, what, you know, that kind of thing. So if anything, like, you know, I played with Muvalia, that like three piece punk band. And mm-hmm. I was like best friends with both those dudes. And it was awesome. Like the singer would get really drunk and, you know, shit would happen but that's whatever but yeah. like you know it's so i think it's just so so important to be like best friends with the people you're in a band with because i mean you know it's it can be rough if not it's got to be and you hear stories of like bands that uh they like are hate each other basically and they're still touring <laughs> or like they're like fighting on the like on the road yeah dude fighting on stage like yeah <laughs> like remember remember that band oasis yes like uh, obviously like the fucking giant massive band um yeah. they there were videos of because they were brothers and they used to like fist fight on stage. Oh my god! They hated each other so much they'd be like punching each other. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's got to be brutal. Somebody's like, play Wonderwall. He's like, fuck you, punch him. <laughs> but, like, but you guys have to play Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm singing that song. I'm not playing Wonderwall. He's like, I love Wonderwall, so we're playing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We were just a big fight. I remember like yeah, Thursday too. That band Thursday. Oh yeah, man. Um, yeah, Jeff Rickley had like a he started a podcast and I was listening to that podcast a little bit and he was like talking about it a lot and I didn't even realize like how much they were going through it. Like on oh the road. dude, and it sucks because they're such a good band. I know. It's so unfortunate. Oh dude, uh, American Sanders was on tour one time mm-hmm. and um, we played this horrible show in a practice space in Amarillo, Texas, and people were like fighting like 
in the crowd, like drop kicking each other. And like, it was so, it was the weirdest show. And then like the third band that played like four songs in the guitar player was like, uh, this is my last show. Uh, thanks for everything guys. And like the band didn't know he was going to quit. And it was the, it was the most awkward thing I've ever witnessed on stage in my entire yeah. life. It was another band, like not American standards. No, no. It was like, I was, uh, you know, that's, we were playing fourth in the band right before us. I was watching them and like the guys like, Oh, this is my last show with you guys. Thanks for everything. See you guys later. And Holy the band shit. was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. What a way to go out. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Damn man. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. And that's a cool thing too, is I think that, you've been in the music scene so long and I've seen you in so many bands that like, it's cool that you have that little network going on where, you know, so many people that would be able to help you out with tech tight and people yeah. that you can, you know, call out to and kind of form a little super band. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's nice. I can, I can bring my friends into it. Cause this is like, you know, it's like my deal. So I get to kind of, that's the biggest thing is I've ne- I've always joined a band after it's been started. I've never started my own project before. Like even since like I was like 15, it was always like, Hey, we need a drummer. And they've already been a band for a year, you know? Right. So it's kind of a whole new thing for me to like have that sort of like, I've never f- truly felt like this is my band. Maybe American standards I did, but besides that, it's never been like, this is, I'm in this band. It's my band, you know? And right. so That's, it's cool to yeah, be able to have like to that you. creative control. Yeah, absolutely. And you see whatever direction you want to take it or don't take it. It's up to you. Exactly. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, it's um, nice. Yeah, man. Wow. Less pressure. <laughs> a lot less pressure, but a lot more fun. Just a lot more. You just, the sky's the limit. You can just do whatever. You, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see you live, man. Dude, um, I'm stoked. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, uh, so with this music here too, with like the synth wave, uh, mm-hmm. I noticed that like I, I listen to a lot of this music when I'm like gaming a lot. Like, and you said that you got inspiration from a game, right? Uh, is that what kind of when you listen to this the most is just when you're, when you're gaming and yeah, I, I mean, at this point now I'm like, I'm, this has been kind of like my main thing I've been listening to, especially yeah. recently. So just cause I'm kind of always looking for some inspiration and trying to find new stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, I felt like, cause like some other, I don't know, you know how it is. Like you get in, really into a genre cause other stuff starts to feel kind of stale and then you're of like course, yeah. really excited about it. And then this genre will probably get stale for me eventually. And I'll kind of make my way back to something else, you know? So, yeah. but yeah. Um, I mean, I do like, I'll, I'll, you know, just play some destiny or whatever and just pop this like playlist on or whatever and just kind of go. And that it, it, it's the energy behind it is perfect for, you know, like kind of like action packed game. It's so good, man. Yeah. And that's like, that's kind of what you were on the subject of like getting tired of music or wanting new music is like, yeah. Um, I started this podcast in a way too. Um, and one thing that I've been doing that's exciting is like we're on this topic today and I, I, I'm like doing research on music that I don't listen to a bunch or don't dig into a bunch. Yeah, so that's been, so cool. I, this past week I was just listening to a bunch of synthwave and I have a whole like Spotify playlist I found. It's there's like 80 songs on it. Um, oh, okay. And it's just, I've been digging deep and it's cool. Um, but yeah, man, I, fi- I find like it's really good for like gaming. It's really like cool, like focus music. Yeah, and, like, for sure. And kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the kind of music that makes you feel like you're like in Tron or something. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's what I love about it, dude. It's like you, you almost feel like the colors, the songs are trying to exude just based on the sound of it, you know, just based on like the synths themselves. I know it's so it's, yeah, it's, it's really fun music, man. Um, so yeah, let's get into like uh, the playlist portion of this podcast. So uh, we're going to take turns. We're each going to, you know, list a song, uh, We'll come up with, we'll put like 10 songs on the playlist, five each. Um, And, you know, as always, people, you can find this playlist. uh, I'll put the link in 
the Instagram. I'll put it in the description to the podcast on Spotify. Um, and you can hear this playlist and you can hear every other playlist we've done in the Instagram highlights. That's where uh, you can see it on Instagram and it'll have a clickable link to go to Spotify and check it out. And, you know, you guys will, will jam to this and, and get into the synth wave and it'll be fun. So uh, Mitch, go ahead and make the first pick, man, for the playlist. Okay. So first, since this is basically the second you know, in a weird way is what inspired my whole love for this genre. Um, it's called the song called Turbo Killer by Carpenter Brut. I think it's Brut or Brut, B-R-U-T. <laughs> but um, so in the second Hotline Miami game, um, he has a song called, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's awesome. It's a great song. <laughs> so I looked him up. I got really into his album. It's called Trilogy. Um, and there's a song on it called Turbo Killer. And it's just like, the most gnarly like heavy bass 80s sounding song i've ever heard in my life and that's really what inspired like that mai tai song i wrote and that's kind of like what made me start creating music like this so i figured it was an appropriate song to throw on the top to kick it off hell yeah it's like your inspiration for the genre yeah it's cool yeah i'm excited to check out this artist um all right for my um for my first pick um i'm gonna go with and a lot of my picks i'm just gonna say this right now are kind of like I feel like they might border on EDM or they might border more on like poppy or I don't know. Cause I'm not really like a pro on the genre. So no, that's cool with me, dude. I love it. But I think that they go with the vibe. And uh, the first song I'm going to choose is uh, by an artist called Sombear. And it's uh, the song is called incredibly still. It's um, Ooh. I don't know if you, you know, the band now, now. Yeah. 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 He's the, the, so the Bradley is the drummer and like kind of the producer for now, now. Um, but this is Bradley's solo project called Sombear. Ah. And it's, okay. it's, kind of, it's kind of this, it's very much like in this like uh, kind of pocket of like, it's very synthy and very like uh, kind of retro sounding. Um, I think, I think you'll like the track. So I'm going to put that on the playlist first. Dude. Yeah. I'm stoked. I've never heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. But so go ahead with your uh, second pick. Let's see. Second pick. Let's do. Okay. So this is more along the lines of kind of like almost like eighties gothy sounding music. It still mm -hmm. has like synths and stuff. Um, they're called drab majesty. Uh, the song is called Not Just a Name. Um, I found these guys going down, a, you know, the typical YouTube rabbit hole of just clicking on songs. And, you know, I was actually listening to your, your episode, the last one you did. Um, and you guys were talking about Audio Tree and like discovering music through that. And I found so many amazing bands on them. And I love that you guys brought that up. But I found out about Drab Majesty through that. They basically, they're, you know, that kind of like gothy, dark you guys like dark wave kind of stuff. Um, they dress up like almost like statues. They put like white face paint on wear these like very <laughs> drapey white outfits. And then it's just two guys and they play like kind of guitar based synthy gothy music. And dude, it's just so good and like emotional and just unique for, for what we're hearing in music right now. That's awesome. I, I've definitely heard of Drab Majesty and I've actually, now that you mention it, I've seen like the thumbnail of that audio tree uh, uh, session. Yeah. I just never like watched it. So I'm gonna have to watch oh, that dude. too. And it's, it's my favorite audio tree ever. Cause they, they did that far out series yeah. where they're like, oh dude, that series is the greatest music thing on YouTube as far as I'm concerned. It's like a different, like interest, super interesting locations shot super professionally. Audio quality is amazing. Like the Drab Majesty one, the audio quality is better than their album. Like I like that. I prefer that version to their album version. It just sounds so full and good. Yeah. Where do you, um, and like, where, where do they shoot? Like what's the location that they go to? 
it was like the museum of some like medical museum. So they're basically just in this like marble room with like a couple statues while they're dressed like statues. It's wild. That's so cool. Yeah. The far out sessions on audio tree, like for those people listening, um, it's like, they just, yeah, the certain bands will do a live session, but they'll do it in some weird, like there's, I think there was one like in a bowling alley. Um, I've seen one like at a laundromat. Um, <laughs> yeah. The band, you see the haircut one, the haircut. No. There was, they did one like while like a dude's getting a haircut they're in like a barbershop and there's a band <laughs> playing in the corner <laughs> that's amazing yeah i'm gonna have to go to look at those I, yeah audio tree is is such a cool like uh, place to watch like bands just do sessions yeah. and i can definitely go down like a rabbit hole for hours like tiny desk audio tree mm, tiny I, desk, yeah dude yeah i've discovered so many things that way and it's it's kind of one of the ways that i like if um spotify is kind of my go-to like i'll listen to an artist and i'll go on like the recommended section of the Spotify. But mm-hmm. if I'm just feeling like watching something and sometimes I feel like watching like a live session or a music video and I'll just go down such a rabbit hole with that and I'll just like write down a bunch of band names and I'll, I'll leave my YouTube session with like 10 new bands to check out. So good, dude. Do you ever feel like, um, like watching, like experiencing a band for the first time visually is better? Like, I feel like for Drab Majesty, I don't know if I would have liked them if I just heard their album, but seeing the way they perform it and like their whole, you know, get up and stage presence and everything actually made such a huge difference to me that it's a band that I've completely fallen in love with. For sure. I feel that way. And I feel like, um, yeah, because sometimes if you're just listening to music, you know, you'll just be thinking about other stuff or you'll be on your phone. But like if I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm like committed to watching like a session of a band, I'm like totally captivated um like the best way like the best way i've discovered a lot of bands is like by watching just going to a concert and like that band just happens to be there yeah and like blows me away and like sometimes i'll even find that i'll go to a concert and i'll fall in love with a band and i'll come home and listen to them and i'm like i mean the the live show was like way better (laughs) that dude that happens to me all the time you know and it's it's a huge band and I know a lot of people love them, but I saw Citizen live mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, these guys are incredible. And I just have never vibed with their music, like their recorded music. It's just not my deal, I guess. No, I feel that. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, it, some bands are like in the moment bands are like the performance is what makes them a good band. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's funny you said that like discovering band at shows. That's actually how I discovered Thrice. I was at Warp Tour and uh, I just heard from the distance. I was like, what is that? That's so good. What is that <laughs> band? And I go walking up and somebody's like, oh, they're called Thrice. And this was in 2008 or nine. Yeah. And uh, they were playing like the Visu, like songs off Visu. And I was just like, holy shit, this band is so good. Like they sound like an album live, you know, they're so clean. And Thrice is like your favorite band, right? Dude, yeah. For, they were like my number one for a long time. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah I the, love that band. Those moments are like so magical. And like Warp Tour was a lot of that. Like you'd walk by and just see something and be like, what is happening? Like, what is this? Yeah. I miss that. Like, because have you ever been to like a really big like Lollapalooza or anything like that? I don't think I've ever been to a ma- the biggest festival I've gone to is probably Warp Tour. Okay, so like, uh, like Warp Tour will always be my favorite festival because you're like you're in earshot of three bands at any time. But mm-hmm. when you're in front of the band you want to hear, that's all you hear, obviously, because it's so loud. But I always loved that, like, especially when I was in high school, dude, just cruising around and like you hear something cool, you go walking over to that stage, you're like, oh, this band's sick, and then you walk over, hear something else, you know. I just love that because you kind of lose that at massive festivals because you have to walk a quarter mile to get to the next stage. You know, say it's like I went to Lollapalooza in 2007 mm-hmm. and main stage to main stage had to have been a probably half a mile. You know, it's just you're never uh-huh. going to hear the other band. And if you want to, you're going to have to do some serious walking. So you almost like with, with festivals like that, I feel like you almost like plan your day around it more where you're like, well, like there's 
there's a band I like, then there's a band I don't know, then there's a band I like again on the same stage. So I'm just going to stay at this stage. Yeah, that's, of, a, you know. <laughs> that's exactly what we did because we want, um, the main reason we went was to see Tool basically. Cause that mm-hmm. was like me and some friend of mine, like it was our like favorite band at the moment. And uh, so we went and we watched like three bands. We watched Coheed and Cambria, which I didn't like at the time, but now I like. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Rise Against after that. And then Tool played because we wanted to just stay at the very front. And, uh, and like, I don't know, Rise Against is cool, I guess. But um, Coheed like blew me away because they were, I'd never really, I, all I knew was Welcome Home, you know, the yeah. classic banger. Yeah, and, which uh, is like and a weird st- because that one's kind of like, I feel like that's not even a good like, uh, um, Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of the other one that was on MTV, like the, the whatever something Atlantic song. Yeah, yeah, no, and even Welcome Home is it like if you listen to older Coheed, which is what I'm more into, like the first couple albums, it's totally different. It's yeah, like very radio friendly, and I don't know, their old stuff was a lot more, you know, I guess like Thursday ish, very like post rock, post hardcore kind of thing. Yeah, I saw Coheed one time, yeah, and their visuals were incredible, like in the Dude, back, yeah. them playing and. They're, they're, they're another band that like when I saw them live, I was like, Ooh, I, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. Tools the same way. I don't know if you've ever seen them live, but no. like they, they all kind of just stand there, but like the lighting aspect of the show is so incredible that you don't care. <laughs> You're just like, Oh yeah. shit, this is insane. <laughs> this comedian that I like, um, uh, Rory Scovel. Yeah. He's a, uh, he, he just did this whole thing where like his favorite band's tool. So he just did like, um, this whole thing called comedians following tool on tour. <laughs> and like he did a whole tour basically in the cities that tool was playing. Wow. And like he just did, did, did a comedy show and then he would like go in and watch tool with some other comedians that were tool fans. And it ended That's up being hilarious. a whole thing. And he was like on Conan, like talking about it. And um, the, the, like, the guitarist of tool, like kind of contacted him and like, then they ended up just like becoming friends and like, he got like backstage passes and got to just hang out with them every night. It was really, That's cool. wild. Dude. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just something that he's like, he's like, I just want to do like a thing where like, I just, it's a band I like, and I'm going to go see them on tour. So I might as well do some shows on the way. It's genius. He's getting paid to follow his favorite band on tour. Pretty much. Yeah, that's like literally <laughs> the dream. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm going to go ahead and um, pick my next song. Um, I'm going to pick this song. There's a song called It's a Memory um, by Fred Falk. Okay. And this is, uh, it's called Oliver. Uh, it's a memory Oliver remix. Um, okay. It's just like a different version of, I don't even like really know the original, but this one is just so good. And um, I'm excited for it to be on the list. I think it goes well with this, this whole genre and it's very, very chill. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it too. That's another artist I haven't heard yet. Yeah. And honestly, to be honest with you, like a lot of these picks in this category I, are artists that I don't really know too deeply either but i i just like this song in particular and i i can't really talk much on it but it's a good song no that's great dude that's that's kind of how i've discovered a lot of music too so i'll play so like like you said you found like a cool like synth wave playlist right Mm -hmm. so i'll be playing a game doing something and then listening whatever in the background and then like a song will catch my ear i'm like whoa like what is this and then i'll save that to a playlist and later i'm like okay i kind of figure out some new stuff that's actually how i discovered one of my favorite bands that's going to be on this list that's exactly what happens. It's so cool. I love that experience of like when I'm playing a game, I'll put on something that I, you know, I'll put on, that's when I listen to like an entire album or I yeah. listen to like a big playlist of like new stuff I want to discover. Um, and yeah, I'll be like in the middle of my game and I'll like go run off to the side where I can't get killed. I like yeah. tab, tab out and like add it to a playlist. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I love that. It's such a cool, like a very um, like organic way of discovering music because you, you're kind of waiting for your brain to catch on to it and be like, whoa. Like this is, this is something I really like. You're not kind of forcing it to hear something. 
Yeah. I don't know if it's like a music nerd thing and maybe it's just us, but like there's something so exciting about discovering music that I don't like, I've never lost that. Like from high school, I used to love it. And like just growing up, I'm always on the hunt for new music and I'm always, always like excited when I hear like my new favorite band or like my, my new favorite thing that I listen to for the week. It's just such a good feeling to be like, fuck yeah, dude. Like this is so exciting that I just found this artist. Yeah, man, I, I feel the same way. Like I love, like just, I don't know. It's an indescribable feeling is discovering a new band that you're super into. Like just where you're like, dude, I want to hear, I want to buy all their music. Like I love everything about this band. Like that happens. So I feel like it happens, like it still happens, but it's a lot more rare than it used to be. I felt like, um, you know, when I discovered like hardcore punk, I was like, holy shit. Like I got so into the genre, my whole identity started to revolve around that genre and i feel like as i've gotten older it's now i just get obsessed with like one artist and i just get super into it and then i kind of move on to the next thing yeah that's what it is and i feel like maybe because there's spotify and stuff is such a massive category of music that maybe like i don't know back in the day when we used to buy cds and stuff maybe it was like we could more intensely get into it maybe Mm -hmm. now it's like there's so much to discover that there's not enough time to dwell on one thing I think that's it. Yeah. Because Spotify wasn't a thing for either of us in high school. Spotify came out, like it started to become, I mean, I don't know when it actually came out, but it was like kind of a staple about the time I was in audio engineering school. So like, uh, what was that? Um, 2011, like late 2011. That's when I remember like Spotify, everybody's like, Oh, you got to download Spotify. You can listen to all this music for free. It's really sick. And, uh, I remember even then like me and my music like the music business teacher being, he was like, this is going to be a problem for bands. Like <laughs> this is, nobody's going to make money playing music anymore. I remember I him predicting that in 2011. Cause it, that is like, I love Spotify for discovery, but as an artist, it's, it's such a tough thing to support because you know, you're getting paid three thousandths of a dollar per play. I know it's so rough. And like, I used to definitely, because of Spotify, I like find myself in a situation where I don't buy music a lot anymore. Same. I, I definitely used to, and I could definitely see how it's hurting the industry. Um, but man, it's just like, it sucks to be a part of like, it's like the future. It's like same thing with mm-hmm. streaming movies, same thing with streaming anything. It's like, we're such a free culture now. We're such a culture that wants things instantly yeah. at our fingertips. And it's, but it's like, I do see also a side of it where it's like the exposure you get is, is kind of, it could turn monetary. Like a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people, like a lot of artists nowadays are just, getting so big and blowing up from like SoundCloud and from like, yeah, you know, so it's like, it's, it's kind of a, it's a catch 22 where like, you don't have to go through like this industry process to get discovered as a band anymore. Right. Um, you can like get discovered literally from your, from your computer. Yeah. You look oh. at like Post Malone, like yeah. blew up from SoundCloud. Now the dude is like one of the biggest artists of all time. And now he's making a bunch of money. But so it's like, it's almost like a, is it, you know, there's, there's a, there's a dark side of Spotify and things like that. But I feel like there's also a way that like, I'll go see some of these bands live that I never would have heard of otherwise because I found them on Spotify. No, totally. And it's about, I mean, it's like anything else is about adapting to the the situation at hand and overcoming it and figuring out how to do it. That's why I think albums as a whole are going to die off, you know, Mm -hmm. unless it's got a full experience behind it, you know, where there's a whole visual experience behind it. There's a whole reason to get that whole album because especially for a smaller artist like me, like tech tight, like I have no reason to spend a few grand putting a whole 12 song album together and releasing it and then 20 people listen to it you know what i mean so yeah. it makes more sense for people like us 
on Spotify specifically or any streaming platform to release like a song by song by song by song by song, you know, because mm-hmm. then you can like slow drip it. People start discovering it. It gets added to playlists. That's the other thing too. There's like algorithms. It's, it's the music industry has got so complicated and I think it's great because a lot of people are making music and it's kind of cool to hear all the different unique things that are coming out. But in a way it's also bad because people are kind of just all they're doing is trying to figure out the algorithm to make that money. And that's, that's the goal right there. And so music sometimes kind of gets generic, like certain genres start to get generic because they know, Oh, this song did well. So we're going to make 15 artists that sound exactly like this popular. For sure, dude. You see, this is the era too of like clones. Like you see a lot of like cloning, like, um, like, yeah, just something gets pops off or, or hits the viral and like suddenly there's just like, whoa, like a, a tidal wave of like these copy artists. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and you get like one or two gems out of that big wave of that follows that. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I was, it's so interesting. Yeah, the way that it is nowadays, I feel like we're definitely like in a culture of like, like you said, dropping singles is almost more, uh, it's better than like, than putting out a big project. Uh, uh, I was actually watching, um, you know, Anthony Fantano, he's like a music reviewer on YouTube and stuff. Oh yeah, dude, I'm subscribed. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did a whole thing. He he talked to uh, the Oliver Tree artist. Oh, so, I meant to watch that, dude. It was weird, man. Honestly, the guys, <laughs> Oliver. He's Tree's, crazy, yeah. Yeah, but um, but but it was interesting to hear Oliver Tree describing his his experience with like putting out his. He just put out his like full length album, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how like his record label. He's been signed to the label for a long time, and um, he couldn't. He like had this record like ready to be released like literally three to five years ago, wow. but they wouldn't let him put it out until he had a million followers. <laughs> like they, so crazy man yeah now record labels are, they, they made him put out singles and little eps and like basically like slowly build up until his social media had like a million followers right. before they would let him release the album because like that's so crazy man yeah and he was like kind of heated about it and he was actually mad because he was like i needed to he's like i've been wanting to put this out he's like but they wouldn't let me like literally contractually obligated to like social media now rules the world. And it's like the record labels are now saying that if you don't have a million followers on your social media, we're not going to put out your album. Yeah. And that's so crazy. And like, you know, play devil's advocate. I get it. They want to make sure that the money they spend on that album is going to get recouped. Mm -hmm. But as like an artist that that's hard because you know, you, you release, and you think about four, you said like around four or five years or something Mm -hmm. that he had to wait, dude, look at if i thought about like the music i was making four or five years ago compared to now i would be like throw that shit in the trash like uh, my music is so much different you know i don't know that's so crazy to make somebody wait that long to release an album i know that that was kind of weird and it was kind of an interesting thing to see like this young artist go through um yeah. i was um what was i just gonna say uh oh yeah um i was talking about like i, I relate everything with music like the comedy it's kind of i see the two things like is they're you know similar in in, in a lot of ways Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a new thing like you know that people talk about the, the hour-long comedy specials and there's like so many of them coming out on netflix and stuff um and you, you know you know andrew Schulz, the comedian yeah dude i love that guy yeah and like his whole business model right now is kind of like the new thing like he's he's put out all of his content on youtube just by himself and like he, he'll put in like he made a good point where one time he was saying that like you know, people won't sit and watch a one hour special anymore. Like people don't do it. Like, and I, and I find myself doing the same thing. Like there's comedians I love, but when there's a special that comes out on Netflix, sometimes I'll get like 20 to 30 minutes into it and I'll kind of like zone out or I'll kind of change yeah. it. Oh yeah. Um, and Andrew, but he's like, you know, but people will sit and they'll watch three to four hours of 10 minute clips on YouTube. Yeah. You oh, of I mean? course. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like a thing where it's like, 
put out shorter bursts for people to to consume and he's yeah. got he's gotten a huge following and he's gotten a, he's gotten a massive success from just doing that and it's like it's the new model in music it's the new model in comedy and i think that it's something so i think that you releasing singles and stuff is kind of a cool thing yeah because like i no, and that's that's super smart on his part that he kind of saw you know people and you can see that like when you stream th- like when you put stuff on netflix whatever they'll you'll see like how much people watch you get all your metrics and everything and i'm sure they see like you know man half of my specials getting watched i'm spending 20 grand putting this thing out or whatever it costs i don't know how much it costs to put a comedy special out but you know say like a, an album for example like if you look at, at my mercy's last album that that album costs some money to make and you look in like you know a, a few of the songs have a, a good amount of plays on spotify but then there's also the ones that have you know like a, a, a fifth of the plays you know and that's hard because you spent so, the same amount of time on those songs but it was different marketing different things like that and but with the way people are consuming music it's almost like you know those songs were almost a waste because if you had released those like a slow trickle those songs all would have gotten the same amount of attention yeah then you can put it out in, a, in one big collection so it's it's going to be weird to see the future of music and like in comedy how it's going to like what's going to be the new the format is our albums even going to survive and be a thing anymore it's like strange yeah i don't know dude i feel like they will be for really high-end artists that have label support and things like that but i really do feel like smaller artists that don't have a really giant budget to work with are going to end up sticking to more of like a single you know a single a month a single whatever because you know you could write a whole album in two months if you really you know wanted to crank them out spend your whole all your time for those two months writing songs and then you could for the next year you have content to release once a month for people to kind of you know do whatever they want with yeah and i think that like yeah i think that eps are are viable you know mm-hmm, but I'll, I agree. Like, they put out like a five song thing and i'll definitely listen to the whole five songs like yeah but i agree that like sometimes with a even a band when a new album comes out and I, I get like maybe, you know, four or five songs in. And again, I, I, I feel that like a little fall off happening. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just the, the, our attention span in 2020, dude. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, man. So um, it's your pick now on the playlist. Go ahead and do your third song. Okay. Third song is, it's called Crystalline. It's by The Midnight. So The Midnight is definitely my favorite band in this entire genre. They're Ooh. like, like far and above, like songwriting wise, production quality wise they're the best as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure some people would, would argue, but um, they're, they just released a new album this month. Um, and dude, it's, it's crazy to kind of see where they've gone um, over time. So like the new album has a lot of like poppier kind of sounds to it. You know, they, they're using 80s and sounds, but qual- like song quality wise, or um, I guess you'd say like, like, song structure wise it feels much more like a pop album than their old stuff um but this song crystalline is basically kind of like they they do a really good job of setting the mood so like the 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 kind of starts off this light piano and then the lyrics come in with some like heavy synths and he's talking about a girl getting off the train in the rain and you know it's like this very like 80s you can just feel that like 80s juice dripping off of it and then when it gets to the hook right in the middle of the song it's just a saxophone just like blast into this crazy melody and i just like dude i get i seriously have listened to that song a thousand times i get chills every time that saxophone comes in it's just like so powerful like i dude i can't say enough good things about the midnight though they're kind of like what i try to model my songwriting after you know like like pop kind of style but with that 80s kind of tinge to it well i'm really excited to listen to it then man um dude oh my god i love them so much <laughs> i just like nerd out every time i think about that band they're just so solid 
this uh this this podcast has been such like an adrenaline drip for me it's like uh it's like all these new bands you're suggesting i'm just like i can't wait to dig into each of them yeah that's how i feel about the stuff you suggested too man i'm like yes new artists give it to me <laughs> it's so exciting yeah and that, yeah i feel like we're the same way um that, that's kind of yeah this this um you know making a playlist together is fun but th- that's kind of just how i like i love to talk to my friends and and like give each other playlists and just like 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 what have you been listening to and just give me like 10 new songs that you've been jamming out to it's so exciting for me yeah that's the best man i agree and saxophone is such a good like the saxophone man there's something about it that in the 90s don't you feel like every song in the 90s had a saxophone in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure dude and i think we're kind of coming around to that again because i keep hearing it like um you ever hear of that band tesseract yeah i have so they're like genty kind of you know prog rock band they have a song that's like really heavy and then all of a sudden a saxophone just starts ripping. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I remember hearing that song multiple times, like on the road and stuff, and I could never figure out who did the song. And then finally, we were uh, we were actually playing a show here in Phoenix, this place called Joe's Grotto, and it started playing, and I was setting up my drums, and I jumped off stage, and I ran over to the sound guy. I was like, what is this fucking song? Dude, tell me the name of the song, please. It's been killing me for years. And he told me, and now I love that song. <laughs> That's awesome. What, what is it again, the name? The uh, So the band is Tesseract, and I think the song is called... they it's like a kind of a concept album like all the songs say like of mind and shit let's see um it is gonna be of mind dash uh no uh, it's called of reality calibi yow it's like the third to last song on their altered state album all right i'll have to check that song out too Dude, badass song yeah listen to that all right so um for my next pick on the playlist I'm going to go with um, the song called One of Us by Mystery Skulls. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them either. Um, I have heard of that artist, but I've never heard that song. Mystery Skulls is actually funny. Like, uh, it's funny that a lot of my picks, we were talking about how like a lot of punks, like we were joking, like uh, such a sellout, man, like how punks, like they can't make it. So they become like a DJ or they become like a electronic artist. Right, um, right. Remember back in the day, like in the, in the back in like the scene days in high school, there was that artist called Secret Handshake yeah dude of course so that's mystery skulls he's um yeah the secret handshake uh used to be his name or whatever but now he's mystery skulls and he's in that he's in this whole vein of like um it's it's really good and and this song is like super synth heavy very digital sounding um i I got really into mystery skulls for a minute and i didn't even realize it was him until i saw a music video and i was like that's the dude from secret handshake (laughs) that's crazy dude i i had no idea yeah, but Mystery Skulls is, is, a, is a cool project, and I'm glad that he's doing it, and it's, it's really good. Um, one of Us was one of the songs that I think stood out to me the most, and it's, it's definitely the most, like, it's very, like, heavy synth and very, like, kind of, I don't want to say fast, not, not even fast-paced. It's very, like, but it feels like you're, like, on the Tron bike. It's just, like, it takes you for mm. a ride. It's yeah, dude, super heavy I love it. and good. Hell yeah. All right, so go ahead with your fourth, uh, fourth pick, Mitch. Okay, fourth pick. Let's do... Okay, so another instrumental one. Because like typically with this genre, I like the more vocal kind of heavy stuff because I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like to have that voice in there. But um, so like that Carpenter Brett song I told you about earlier was instrumental. So this one, um, it's a song by Dance With The Dead and the song is called Go. Um, it's the first song off their album, Love to Death. Um, it, this is like a, a kind of similar to that Turbo Killer song, just really high tempo like four on the floor heavy synths and stuff but the thing i really like about dance of the dead is they actually have real drums and like distorted guitar they're almost like a metal band that writes synth music so when they play live they have two guys that play guitar and then a drummer and then they have like their backing track for all the synths and stuff and it's it's really cool visually 
you know, the live show is really crazy visually, but it's also like basically you're at a metal show, but it's like really heavy synths going on at the same time. Damn, I gotta check so it's that. a really cool that. meld of music, and that that album, Love to Death, is really sick. It's got a lot of great songs on it. They have a couple songs of vocals, but like for the, I think in the band, as far as the actual band goes, nobody nobody does vocals. Mostly just an instrumental uh, group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be something cool to see live, man. I would love to. Again, I I haven't seen any of this music live, and I would love to just go to one of these like shows that were the um, and Dance with the Dead sounds like one of those bands that would be sick to see. Oh yeah, when they come here, we'll go, dude. Yeah, let me know about any of those bands that come through or any of these uh, synthwave shows that happen. Yeah, for sure. We'll wear our '80s retro clothes and we'll. <laughs> yeah, I got plenty. Do I got my mullet trimmed today? I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, it's funny. The picture I'm going to use for this episode, I think, is the one where like you have like this like cool like hat on and your shirt's all open, like the one that you <laughs> you have like the like the it's almost like a tiger stripe hat. Oh hell yeah, the the Florida Mitch picture. Right there, yeah, Florida Mitch. <laughs> that was when we were on tour without my mercy last, and I I found that hat, dude. It's actually it was an American flag hat, and I found it at the campground we were staying at, and I wore it all day with that open like Hawaiian shirt and my camo pants, <laughs> and I was talking with like a Northern Florida accent <laughs> all day, <laughs> and I was like talking shit to everybody. Yeah, I love that picture. I'm I'm stoked. That's the one you're using, dude. Um, one second, just gonna say um. Oh yeah, so like it, it was it was interesting when I found like so you, you you drink now, right? Or or you like you know you dabble. You you drink yeah. here and there. Yeah, I've I've gotten drunk like one time on Amanda's birthday and I threw up and I'll never do it again. <laughs> so you like you, <laughs> you at first for a long time you were like not drinking, you weren't you weren't doing any of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it was cool like to hear I was like, Oh Mitch is drinking, that's fun to hear. It's like Yeah. It's, but it's fun that you like dipped into it and you were kind of just like, Yeah, this isn't this Yeah, like exactly I like, having... like I thought. Yeah, exactly. Like I like having a couple beers maybe, or like, I really like whiskey. Also I'll have like a glass of whiskey with a big ice cube in it and that'll be my drink for the night, you know? Yeah. And, um, cause I've like, I got that out. I got the one really drunk time out of my, out of my system and I'm like, all right, I'm cool. Now I know what that's like. Cause I kind of felt like, you know, I had never drank before and I was kind of against it. And I'm like, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm like, why, why am I against it if I've never tried it? So tried it realize I don't like that level of it, but I do like a nice glass of, of a good, you know, I, I really like bullet bourbon, dude. Whew, Ooh, bullet bourbon is good. Yeah. I love that. Just on the rocks, man. Solid. Yeah. I'm at the age too now. Like, um, how old are you now, Mitch? I just turned 27, like two weeks ago to the day. Yeah. See, like, yeah. Even when I was like 27, like I'm 32 now, mm-hmm. like the, the older you get, the more, I think it's just like, I don't know. Drinking is like, it's not, what like the whoever's the PR for drinking is like they're doing a good job because they, they really it, are it seems so fun and it sounds so fun and like even when you get like drunk and blackout and like you wake up with a hangover like there's something about drinking that seems so appealing but like the older you get the more it's just like I'm at that point now too where like I I drink beer now just to really that's why I like like trying different like craft beers and IPAs is just like yeah. I, I truly do drink now just for like hmm, let me taste this and like yeah, talk same, about how dude. it's interesting and uh, like the getting fucked up thing it's just it's not fun it's really not dude and like i have i've had one hangover so okay so i lied i've gotten drunk a few times but the drunkest i've gotten was on amanda's birthday and the first time i ever drank actually the first time i ever drank was actually with quinn your girlfriend yeah and, she uh, I, I, I hit story. Her, dude yeah i hit her up and i was like 
Quinn, I want to get a beer. And she like calls me. She's like, is everything okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to have a beer. I want to try it. And then we went out and then, yeah, I got her and Taylor were just, they weren't like feeding me drinks, feeding me drinks, but they were, you know, making sure I was taken care of. And I remember by, I woke up that next morning with, cause I had no water that whole night. And I woke oh. up that next morning with the most atrocious, like, I felt like I was going to throw up. I was like, dude, I had a headache. I was like, never again. I will never be hungover <laughs> yeah. again. And I have like this weird, like, for some reason, this crazy fear of being dehydrated. I just hate that feeling. And that's like what drinking heavily does to you. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that I'm not that into it. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, but that, that's, that was when, um, when you were drinking is when I like the Florida Mitch picture was posted and I was like, <laughs> dude, Mitch is going for it. <laughs> I'm just all in now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of where that, that was in, um, Orlando. Orlando that, that's yeah. where that picture was taken. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad to be out of that uh, the swampy Florida. Oh, dude, I bet. I can't imagine living down there right now in the summer. I mean, I was there in the summer for a day, but I'll never. <laughs> I can't imagine living there full time. It's so weird because everyone from Florida like is like, you're moving to Arizona? It's so hot there. I'm like, like, what are you talking hard, about? It's so, I'd much rather have like 110 dry heat than like 80 degree humidity. Dude, yeah, because I lived in Nashville for a year and it gets pretty damn humid there too. And uh, I'll, I'm, you know, you take a shower and then you walk outside, you're, you just dried off, you smell good. And then you step outside and you're covered in sweat and smell like shit. You're like, come oh on, God, man. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Immediately. Yeah. It's just like a swamp. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, that was your fourth pick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put my fourth song on the playlist. I'm going to choose a song called Blue by S.G. Lewis. Mm. Um, again, I think that he generally falls more into like an, an EDM category. But a lot of his songs are really slow tempo and a lot and like very like mellow. Cool. And um, S.G. Lewis kind of does this thing where like he'll have a song that's going kind of like at a fast pace and he'll like drop the, the, the BPMs of the song way down. Like he does it in a lot of his songs and I think it's really interesting. Um, but this is a very like kind of slow song in general. And it's just a it, Blue is a really good song by S.G. Lewis. I'm stoked to hear it, dude. Yeah, man. I'm excited to send you this playlist and we can jam out to the, the finished product. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, man. Go ahead with your fifth and final pick. All right, fifth and final pick. This is kind of a toss-up. I'll I'll have to throw just a quick bonus. Before I do this, just a quick thing I got to say because it's so important to this genre. So the song Night Call by Kavinsky. uh, Have you ever watched Drive? Yes, I have. So like this is Drive is, I say, uh, you know, one of the biggest reasons that this genre has kind of taken off. You know, it's always been kind of a more underground thing. Mm -hmm. And then Drive comes out and the song Night Call by Kavinsky's in it and it totally blew up. And I think that's a big reason that this genre has become kind of more in pop culture itself. You know, like the look at like um, the theme song for Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. similar idea, right? Very synth heavy, that kind of thing. So I I just had to mention that song because it's so important to the genre. Um, but my last choice is going to be called Running in the Night uh, by FM84 featuring Ollie Ride. Um, Ollie Ride is actually in FM84 now. He used to do, they're an instrumental band and he used to do vocals on a bunch of their songs. Now he's just in the band. <laughs> so it, it kind of worked out for everybody. Um, it was like a feature that became a full time. Yeah, like he has his own solo stuff too. It's really good music as well. Ollie Ride's great. He's got a really cool, unique voice. Um, but this one specific, this was featuring Ollie Ride at the time. Um, it's, very like uh i don't know it's just like a feel good kind of 80s song you know because that's that's one of the cool thing about this synthwave genre is it's very like 
it really makes you think back. Even, even me, I wasn't even alive in this time period, you know, and it makes me like feel like I'm back in high school, you know, or like, you know, back hanging out in the nineties or the eighties or whatever, even regardless of your experience with that. It's just, they do a really good job of painting that picture, you know, running in the night with you. That's like the hook of the song. So it's kind of a, um, I can't do nostalgic Jesus, dude. I couldn't think of that word. Like it's a very nostalgic genre sound wise and, um, lyric wise. Yeah. It's interesting how like some, some sounds of, you know, music you'll hear, you'll be like, well, clearly this is from the eighties or clearly this is, you could tell what time period you're listening to. Um, with like this synth wave genre, it's like, it's, you almost have to like look up the band to see like, is this an old band or is this like a band that's like making new music that sounds like that? It's yeah, like, exactly. It's such an adored genre that I feel like that, like there's so many like newer bands that are doing this sound. It's just like such a nostalgic genre in general. It um, is. Like you said, drive is like a big nod to that. Like when I saw drive, it's like, yeah, if you want to see, like if you visually want to see what synthwave is, it's like watch drive. Dude. Perfect. Exactly. It's like, it's so spot on for that aesthetic. And another reason that I love it. It's like dark. And like, I love this. I love the, I love the image in any movie of like the car driving down like a highway or a street and there's like all the street lights that like pass over the car. Yeah, like, dude. That, that imagery is nice. Like, yeah, I think of like, yeah, stranger things really um, the whole soundtrack to stranger things is like, that very like yeah just dark indie like like yeah a lot of synthy like just heavy retro sound yeah and like, like i said like tron is another one that i think of where it's just like it's it's very it's like digital you know it's just really cool yeah exactly super digital yeah and it's funny that we're talking about that because so like saying everything you know is a very nostalgic genre so i have like a weird relationship with nostalgia i've talked to a bunch of friends about this where it's like like I, I always ask people like, do you think nostalgia is like a happy or a sad feeling? Like when you are feeling nostalgic, are you feeling sad or happy? Yeah, it's weird. I, I actually, um, I saw this meme and it was like a funny meme, but it like, it, it like really hit home and made me think a lot where I think I, <laughs> I can't quote it directly or specifically, but the guy was just like, um, the guy in the meme said like, um, what is it? He's like, you're not like, you're not, uh, nostalgic because like you because you like love the thing you're nostalgic because your life will never be as good as it was when you were 12 yeah exactly and, and you're like fuck. and you're like fuck and you know what's funny is that's the song backwards that i just released that's actually what it's exactly about so like the the hook of the song is um if this is what we all dreamt for why do we keep dreaming backwards so like there's a certain age kind of, I feel like where you stuck. Cause like when you're a little kid, you're thinking about being a grown up and you're going to be a fireman one day, you know, like bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. And then you eventually hit an age where you're like, man, I got to get these bills paid. You know, you kind yeah. of stop looking towards the future and you're kind of like, man, I, you know, back when I was 12 and I was water skiing all the time, that was the shit, you know? And yeah. so like, that's the whole idea I had behind the song is like, why, why do we stop kind of looking towards the future eventually? Like, why can't we keep, you know, continuing to have these dreams while, you know, maintaining this life that we have. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I thought about that a lot for a while. Um, and like, this is like a heavy subject here, but it's like, when I got like really depressed for a minute, like uh, for a while, um, that's one of the things I was realizing. I was like looking at really inward and like a lot of my friends around me and like, it's something weird about like, especially the age that I'm at, at 32. Mm -hmm. I see so many people and I think just in our world, our world in general right now, like anxiety and depression is like so prevalent and it's so like, especially with the social media, like I think we live in such a comparison world. Big time. Where we feel like, uh, we just kind of feel like we're not doing enough or we're not good enough. 
or like we see so many people around us succeeding at, at what they love and their passions. And I think that as you get older, like, because you, you said when you're younger, it's like every kid in high school, if you talk to like, like, what are you going to do? Like their plan is just like, it's like, oh, I'm going to be in a band. I'm going to be, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be like, yeah. and like, like you said, as you get older and responsibility kind of comes on and builds pile up, like there's a point in your life where you start to realize that like maybe your dreams aren't going to come true. And, and that's such a depressing thing. And I think that it that's, is, yeah. that's why I think a lot of people are depressed. And I think I was like, I like had a real talk with one of my friends one time who's an incredible drummer actually. And like we talked and, and, and I kind of was like, he was going through a heavy depression and I was kind of like, I kind of just straight up was like, asked him, I was like, I was like, is, is, do you feel like a lot of this is coming because like you realize that maybe like the, you know, you, you're holding onto this thing where like you wanted to be this, this, you thought you would be this drummer at a certain point. You thought you'd be this person musically at a certain point And it's like not happening for you do you feel like that's like a lot of the reason why you feel this way? And like, I've, I've thought about that for myself and it's, it's like, it sucks to like realize that or like to think that like, man, like I started doing this thing because I loved it. And like, now I feel like it, it, it's like you, you, you do a thing when you're younger because you love it. That's why you get into it. Mm-hmm. And then the more it doesn't like become a thing or the more it doesn't like provide for you, you start to like resent the thing that you, yeah. that you started because you loved like I used to draw a lot when I was younger and I like, it's something that I really like stopped doing for a long time because it wasn't like making me money or like I wasn't becoming like a famous artist. Yeah. But then I had to stop and just be like, you know what though? Like if you love something, like do it because you love it. And yep. like, you know, yeah, that, that yeah, I think that's the key that it's, that's why I've, I've kind of been more into like that, that vein of thought lately where that's brought me a lot of like happiness to think like I can do the things I love. And like, if they turn out, that's great. And if they don't, you're still doing something you love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what tech tight is for me, dude. Like it was kind of like, this is going to be my fun thing. I do no pressure whatsoever. If it pans out, it pans out. If it doesn't, I'm having a really good time doing it in the moment. Exactly. That's been when I found comedy, that was kind of what it was for me too, as it was like, I found something that I really enjoyed doing. And I was like, I'm not going to put all these like lofty expectations on myself and I'm just going to like go and have fun. And like, it's been one of the things that's actually brought me the most, like uh, it's been the most fruitful thing for me like and and I still haven't gotten anywhere with it but it's like I've gotten more opportunities doing it and like when I found out when I found I was just having a lot of fun is when I found I was like finding the most opportunities and finding the most like success I guess in it yeah dude I think it's because it's more obvious like to other people recognize that passion I think yeah like you, you see these people that are just like these like washed up and like bummed out artists like musically or comedically and it's because like, they're just like, you, you're expecting so much from something and mm-hmm. it's like, but you're not really like, you're not enjoying it anymore. And it's kind of a bummer to watch that people go through that process. It, it's um, really hard to watch, dude. It's so sad. Yeah. But that's kind of, I think the key to life and the takeaway that I, I think a lot of people need to have is like, just like, man, just like do the things you enjoy, do the things you love because yeah. you love them. And I think that good things happen when, when you do that. Yeah, I totally agree, man. That's a, yeah. So I think that that's when back on the, you know, looping back around to nostalgia, like you said, I think a lot, I think, it, I think nostalgia to answer your question in a long form way, I think it is sadness. Yeah, it's like, I agree. It, it's looking back on a, on a better time or like, like I think about the nineties a lot, man. And like the nineties were just like with, as far as like movies go and stuff, like I, I, I when I watch nineties movies, I'm like, man, that was such a good time. And like, there's times that I wish that like, I'm like, man, life was so cool when like we didn't have like social media and like smartphones. 
Yeah, man. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Like it's become such a, we're, we're oversharing. People are over comparing, you know, it's just like, it just seems like it's, you know, people are constantly fighting for no reason about, you know, because they can't agree on something people, you know, I, I don't know, dude, like I agree. Social. if, if I wasn't a musician, man, I would have zero social media presence whatsoever. Yeah. I thought about it, like getting off of it altogether sometimes. Um, but I'm all, there's also like a stubborn part of me that like wants to be like, like I should be able to have it on my phone and have the willpower to not go on it so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like have this inner battle with myself where I'm like, I should just like get rid of it sometimes to like help myself just like chill out on it. Yeah. Because I think I definitely like compulsively just open it sometimes and just go on it and scroll just out of like boredom. Yeah. Same dude. But then they're like, yeah, there is that part of me that's just like, no Ruben, like I want to, I want to, I want to learn like the muscle reflex to like, to be able to have the thing in front of me and to like, be able to train myself to just like not go on it if I don't feel like going on it. You have that like moment of self-reflection when you close Instagram and then go to your phone and open Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) dude. You're like, Oh God, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah. Or I'll like go to like, look, look for something on my phone or like Google something. And like, I'll end up like not even Googling the thing. I'll just like start scrolling on Instagram. Like immediately distracted, dude. Yeah. That's something I noticed is like, I'll go through kind of periods where, my attention span is like three seconds. Like I, I, you know, I start looking up a subject and then all of a sudden I'm on Reddit watching a video of a dog, you know, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Where did I just black out? What's going on? It's crazy, man. Like working from home has been a struggle with that. Like, (laughs) like if I hope my employer doesn't listen to this, but like, it's true, man. Like I'll be working and sometimes I'll like, I'll literally be in the middle of working on something and I'll just like open a web browser and like, go down a YouTube rabbit hole. For a yeah. And I'm Dude, like, I'll do that. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I'll do that while I'm like working on a, I'm like working on a song. I'm like writing a, a drum part for a song. And then all of a sudden my hand is just on the mouse and I'm clicking, I'm typing YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck dude? Like I'm in the middle of something. Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. There's a whole like, yeah, I don't know if social media, it's another thing. I don't know if it's good or bad in the, in the long run. Some people will argue that it's like creating all this depression and anxiety in our society today. Because of like, yeah, like we're, it's, we're not used to, I don't, think we're, I don't think our human bodies are built for like the constant comparison that we do every day that we don't even realize we do, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, dude. I mean, we're, you know, we got these stupid monkey brains and now we have way too much access to each other and we just have way too much like, you know, it's just not a very natural thing to be this connected to people 24 seven. Yeah. Even in like a casual Instagram session, you're just like, do, 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 he's married. They, they just got married. They just bought a house. They just got a new car. Yeah, and like exactly. those, those three things right there. You're just like, oh shit, I don't have those things. Yeah. Well, and then also it's such bullshit because like you see people, you know, you know, somebody in real life, right? You're like, this is a good friend of yours. And their social media presence is, is 100% different than their, their real life presence, right? Like, especially with couples, you see all the time, you see, you're like, I know this couple and all they do is fight. And then on social media, they just say they love each other all the time. Yeah. That's, that, that's Fuck. a funny <laughs> one to watch. The couples are funny to watch on Instagram when you know somebody and you're like, oh. It's so cringy, man. It's hard to watch. It is hard to watch. Because <laughs> you just know, you're like, I could just say something. Like, you always want, you have that thought in your head. You're just like, I just want to be like, weren't you guys just like, didn't you break up last night? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I just watched you guys fight. Yeah. <laughs> you guys <laughs> exactly. ruined my birthday party. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Keep this post down. Yeah, man. But with us, that's, that's where the world we live in. But yeah, yeah I think it. that, um, yeah, back, it was talking about nostalgia. And that's how we got here. It's like, yeah, I think that this this genre provides a lot of nostalgia. Um, but yeah, man, nostalgia again. It's I think uh, the maybe the takeaway from this all is that like it is what you use it for. It is what you make of it. 
you know, like mm-hmm. nostalgia can be positive. Nostalgia can be just like a really fun thing. Um, you know, and, and I, I really do appreciate like the time we live in and like the, it's a cool time to be alive. Yeah, absolutely, like, man. Look at, look at what we're doing right now. We're talking, well, I have, we're making a podcast. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking and, and we're going to, we're talking about a, this app called Spotify that we're using that like, it's just like a plethora of music. Like it's such a cool thing for music lovers that we didn't used to have. Yeah, um, dude. There, no, there, we love we live in a good time, man. Like it's an easy time to live. It's a good time to live, but everything brings its every new innovation brings its own issues. Yeah, exactly. Technology is gonna it's gonna create problems, but I think that like I, I love the world. I love the world we live in with technology. I love all the shit that we have right now. It's so yeah. cool. But I could also move to the forest right now and just do that. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> a part of me that wants to do like sometimes wants to do that. You know, that's why I love being in Arizona. Like uh, Florida, there wasn't really like a way to escape to nature mm-hmm. you know but i feel like in arizona like if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like too much like it's easy to like just drive an hour or two and like you can literally just be around no one for a while yeah man that's why i love the arizona so much it's the same thing like you can go a couple hours south and you're in tucson and it's like a cool old deserty area and then you're in phoenix and it's like a big city because phoenix is massive and then you go two hours north and you're in the fucking forest yeah yeah it snows it's like a totally different environment so yeah dude i i love arizona me too and yeah like i think it's just like those resets are nice like if you're having a tough week or like you if if you know something you feel like you just need to get away for a while like just one little day doing that and you feel like you're just refreshed and i feel like i'm like a new person again yeah, man, that's what we've been trying to, we've been doing a lot of fishing and I'm getting into archery. You know what I mean? We're just trying to do things to get outside because especially Amanda, she's working from home right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, Amanda's my girlfriend, by the way, podcast people. Shout out Amanda. Um, <laughs> shout out Amanda. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been trying to really like do a lot of things outdoors and just because, you know, when you're, when you're cooped up in a house all day, it's, you know, it's brutal, man. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm an electrician, so I'm kind of just doing, you know, I'm all around town, but I'm, you know, so I can't imagine just being stuck at home, you know, 16 hours a day, 20 hours a day. I know. Yeah. Sometimes I, I feel like that. Like I just like wake up and I like my computer's right here. So I just definitely need to get out more. And like, I've been finding ways to like do the same thing, like adventure and get out in nature more. And I'm glad I'm in Arizona to do it. Like, yeah, it's a great place, man. You got to come with us. You got to come fishing with us. That'd be just come hang. Yeah, exactly. And uh, for those listening, we'll stay six feet apart. Yeah, absolutely. We won't, but you know, for people yeah, listening, we definitely we won't. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the forest. It's you're immune in the forest. Exactly. That's that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> the forest <laughs> and air is uh, diffuses the COVID. Yeah, it's pretty cool technology. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, let's see. For my so for my final pick, um, I'm gonna choose "Instant Crush" by Daft Punk. Hell yeah. Um, Daft Punk is just, I think, another like when I think of this whole genre and I think of like, um, you know, synthy music in general, I think Daft Punk really helped to bring it to light too. And like Daft Punk is one of those artists that's really neat. And they're always making like, um, they're always just making super synthy, cool songs. And um, Instant Crush is kind of one of my favorite ones from like their, their, that big album they put out. I forgot what the name of the album itself was, but um, yeah, I don't even remember. Random Excess Memories. There you go. That was like, that was like, their 2013 release but um instant crush was my favorite song on that album and it's very like it's like a kind of like a love song it's 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 cool yeah it's a really cool song I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that song daft punk's one of those bands that's like very hit or miss for me like i really like the songs that i like and then everything else i like just forget it even exists i feel the same way i, I all, all their like um they're like radio hits and stuff i was never really like a fan of 
Like right. the whole like get lucky with like Pharrell Williams. I was like, fuck off with this song. Right. But <laughs> but the but they put you put out like a nice little like synthy like songs are the ones I kind of I kind of enjoy the most. So Instant Crush I think is a nice uh it goes with this playlist well. And I think that's a good addition. Yeah, I like it dude. Dude, so that's it. So we have our, you know, we have our whole playlist here. We have ten songs. Um it's gonna be a, a cool playlist. Um, you know, just last but not least, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, you know, just add as a bonus, I'm gonna add backwards by Tech Tight. I'm gonna put that on the playlist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, your, your new song. Uh, it's a good song. I heard it. Too. I listened to it when you sent it to me, and I said, listen to it again today. Um, I'll put that on the playlist so everyone can hear Tech Tight and just, you know, give Mitch some love and, uh, you know, check out Tech Tight. Let him know how you feel about it. Follow him on social media. Um, and just like, yeah, like I'm going to add that song to the playlist. You guys can hear it and, and, and dig it. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Um, so tell people where they can find you on social media. Okay, so Facebook, I'm just tech tight, but Facebook, I'm kind of, I don't really use. So Instagram is the place to be. Um, I'm techtight.noise. Uh, somebody already took tech tight, unfortunately. Uh, so techtight.noise on Instagram. Um, and then Spotify, go ahead and uh, shoot me a follow on there. Listen to my songs, like them, do whatever you do on Spotify. Add me to some playlists. That's the thing, dude. If you have an artist you really enjoy, adding it to a playlist uh, makes a big difference. So little food for thought there. Yeah, that's so cool. I was I was actually looking at like some YouTube video about like podcasting and like, you know, increasing your podcast audience and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I ran across a YouTube video that was talking about artists and like how to basically like get on like certain like featured playlists and stuff. And like Spotify will put out these random playlists and like there's, you know, if you get on one of those playlists, like the, then your, you know, your listenership increases and stuff and being on playlists is, yeah, it's important. A lot of ways is, that I've yeah. found artists is, is, yeah, through like finding some random playlists based on one song I'll, I'll hear. And then like, I'll go down a playlist rabbit hole and I'll find a few new artists that I'll, that I'll hear. So if you guys enjoy it, yeah. And spelled them um, T E K T I T E. So if you guys enjoy uh, Mitch's music, yeah. Throw it on one of your playlists or sh- share it with a friend and um, music sharing is, you know, in social media. It's so it's so powerful. It is. It really is. It's going to be a cool, it's going to be a cool thing. All right, man. So thanks so much for being here, Mitch, on the podcast. I was glad we finally got to talk, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. And you know, you and me, like there's so many music that we talk about. So I'll have you back on one day and we'll, we'll do a different genre or we'll go deeper. Yeah, we'll do like a deathcore episode or something. A deathcore episode <laughs> would be tight, man. Yeah. I just want to like explore different genres and explore different artists. And like, I'm going to start doing some episodes with people I have planned that we're going to like dive into like a specific band or a specific artist. Oh, too. cool. Okay. So like we can do some of that. Like there's a lot of possibilities we can do. So we'll talk more and I'll have you back on sometime. And uh, it's been great talking to you, man. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks again. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, see ya.